Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 201. And tonight we're recapping Welcome to Night Vale number 158, The Battle for Time, which is the third part um, coming after The Trouble with Time, The Promise of Time, and now The Battle for Time. And this is definitely not going to be a four-episode one. This resolved itself very nicely in a trilogy. Yeah, it did, and had a pretty final ending as well. So anyway, um, we start out with somebody else else's voice other than Cecil, we're actually hearing from Casper Rhodes. And he's talking about the future. And it's he's just as creepy as you ever heard Kevin being back when uh, the Smiling God was last a thing on Night Vale. But he is just talking about the future and the future is waiting for you and the future will have you whether you want it or not. <laughs> and he talks about, you know, when he's talking about the Smiling God, he talks about how he believes in a Smiling God, but he believes in anything and how nice it is to believe in everything and just have doubt wick off of you. So he's definitely drunk all of the cruel but in the middle of him talking, there's this static, and Cecil bursts in. So at least Cecil's aware that somebody's taken over the radio waves. Yeah, and he, Cecil is talking about what's going on in Nightvale, and Casper has brought in an army of robots from the future. And let's be clear, these are Nightvale brains that have been woken up in the future and put into robots and then brought back to the present day to fight the current day Night Vale. If that doesn't twist your brain, nothing will. Yep. And Cecil is talking about how they're going to prevail and they're going to fight. But first of all, there's tickets on sale for the Lions Club raffle. And the money from the raffle is going to go towards weapons to fight the robots. So Cecil is not actually going off topic like I thought he was. <laughs> One of the uh, prizes is 10 free haircuts from Telly the Barber, which I don't think we've heard from Telly in years and years. But Cecil, nope. he still takes it personally that Telly the Barber cut Carlos's hair and Cecil says no well Carlos has already forgiven him for cutting his hair years ago and I should too there are a lot of things I should get to but for right now Telly the barber (laughs) (laughs) and another one of the raffle tickets is a all expenses paid trip to the bottomless hole between the dunes and if you win that ticket then the trip to the bottomless hole is mandatory so yay and Casper breaks back in at that moment, and he's talking about pain and how great it would be to not have pain anymore. And then he talks about, like, point and purpose, and he talks about rock candy. He's like, honestly, what is the point of rock candy? And I have to admit, he does actually have a point there, because, like, rock candy is really pretty to look at. But have you ever tried eating it? Yeah, it's not much fun. I would rather just have the plain sugar. Yeah, exactly. So he talks about if all we're doing with our free will is making things like rock candy, you know, then maybe he can give us a different point. And wouldn't that be nice to have a purpose in life? He also did mention that there are a lot of people screaming about this is the worst pain they've ever felt. And he said, I get it. I'd scream too, but you can't scream with a smile. And that needs to go on a (laughs) t-shirt. Now I'm scared. Uh, Static again, Cecil breaks back in and he's talking about how we're going to fight and we're going to win. We're all going to band together. And Tamika Flynn is Bat- battling everybody, but she doesn't have her militia of teenagers anymore because time is working in Nightville, so now it's a militia of regular people. So that's <laughs> not bad. Yeah. Yay for the return of Tamika. 
Now, I had a question for you. Josh Creighton is there, and at first he was changing into a waterfall again to try and battle the robots, but the robots are pretty waterproof. So in a panic, he changes into an avocado green 1950s kitchen, which isn't helping anybody. Did we ever hear about him getting his changing powers back? Because for a while there, all he could change into was a waterfall. I don't think we ever heard that change, which is so weird because Cecil said that Josh resumed his form of a waterfall. So apparently at some point he learned to change out of it and then he changed back in and then he kind of panicked, but it's fine. It happens. Maybe it was one of the live shows that we've missed where they talked about. Oh, that could be it. Yeah, because I think we've missed a couple of the live shows now. We may have. Yeah, that might be it. So we're going to have to get caught back up on that. Research is called for. So other towns have joined in the fight. The ghosts of Pine Cliffs are joining in the battle, but they just kind of hover through people, which doesn't do any good. But Cecil's like, good hustle, everybody. The Whispering Forest is trying to compliment all the robots into submission, but robots don't take compliments. So that's not helping either. Cecil talks about uh, survival tips and he talks about, you know, you got to make sure that you have enough water. The average human is made up of 60% water. That seems like enough. Moving right along. (laughs) You also have to have enough food. And what you really need to do is expand your definition of food. So theoretically, you could eat a desk. So the problem might not be the lack of food. It might be the fact that you're not trying hard enough. He also talked about shelter. He doesn't really think that's going to be a problem because there is tons of shelter around. Just go into one of the buildings around, even though there might be people in there who say things to you like, what are you doing in my house? But, you know, that's more of their problem than your problem. Yeah. Or you're not allowed in the stock room of the Arby's. Casper breaks back in again and... Yeah, Casper comes in and he's talking about how it's kind of rude that people aren't answering his phone calls when he's calling them to come and turn themselves in to be turned into brains to be frozen for the future. So he said he'll just come around and get them himself. Wouldn't that be nice? For me, I mean. It doesn't matter what you think. (laughs) Cecil breaks back in again. He keeps having to fight for the radio waves. And he's reporting that more robots are pouring out of the vortexes. Vortices? We don't know. And the thing is, we suddenly realize that the robots that are coming out of the portals are actually fighting the existing robots. Some of the robots have actually broken free of their programming, and they're helping Night Vale citizens now. Yep, and uh, what is it? Um, Bear? I can't remember what his first name was. Charlie Bear. Charlie Charlie Bear. Bear. He was the first person that was turned into a robot. The robotic Charlie Bear is now fighting the other robots, and the human Charlie Bear from our time is joining the robotic bear to help in the fight. So this is all getting really confusing. (laughs) Yeah, but Cecil is just calling everybody to arms, and there will always be a fight, there will always be hope, and there will always be the weather. So we go to the weather. (laughs) Which I liked. It had a very movie soundtrack, smoky jazz solo singer kind of feel to it. It was kind of of poignant and a little sad and everything and I like the piano bit that kicked in towards the very end of it. Yeah, I like the ending better than the beginning. In the beginning I was like, "Mm, this sounds a little easy listening to me, but I think it got better over time. But it's called Sugar Neighbors by Dane Terry. Well, we get back from the weather and Cecil is talking about how Tamika and her militia have now joined the robotic Tamika and her militia because apparently all of the robots are starting to break free of their programming. And you even have human Josh Creighton turns into a chainsaw, which robotic Josh Creighton picks up and wades into the fray, which is really kind of gory, but very effective. Mm -hmm. And Cecil actually says 
that Casper Rhodes, in the end, was felled. He actually fell down and died. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's final, you know? I mean, <laughs> a lot of times in a lot of these shows, you know, the bad guy is defeated and they're taken off to prison or something like that. No, he did. Yeah. Yes, definitely. He was killed. And yeah. when he died, all of the other robots just collapsed because... Since he never managed to get everybody to the future, he wasn't able to bring an army back to the past, to the present, whatever. Time is still weird, mm-hmm. even when it's working normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so they take all of the robots and they truck them off to be melted down for scrap, except they take the scrawniest, rustiest robot and they put Casper Rhodes' brain inside it. Mm-hmm. And remember, we had that one older woman whose name I can't remember, the Mary something or other fund, she was the one who always wanted to clean the sand out of the sand wastes. Yep, the Miriam McDonald Memorial Fund. Thank you very much. And her daughter just thought it was just a ridiculous thing to try and do, but she kind of wanted her mother to, her legacy to survive in whatever ridiculous way, but she wasn't taking donations. They set the robot to clean the sand wastes. And I love that mental image of a lone robot sweeping the sand out of the desert. And they're like, don't worry, mm-hmm. we're not going to hurt you. You just have to sweep out all the sand and it could take forever. And that's just, that's like one of our bad dreams there. It's like, it's an impossible oh, task God. that you will never be done with. Oh, God. But then Cecil, one of the things he says towards the end of the episodes, he says, it's like that old saying, death is only the end if you assume the story is about you. I'm telling you, I look on the YouTube site as well, they did not credit Neil Gaiman with that thing. It is Neil Gaiman's quote, isn't it? I, I don't know anymore because I can only associate it now with Night Vale. Oh, God. Um, Hi, everybody. Elizabeth here. No, that's not a Neil Gaiman quote. That has never been a Neil Gaiman quote. I don't know what I was thinking, except that if there's a quote about death that's beautiful and clever, it's usually Neil Gaiman, but not this time. This is totally Night Vale. I'm sorry. But yeah, we... The episode kind of came to the end. We had the little announcements about things going on, but then there was a period of silence, and then we heard from Casper Rhodes from inside the robot. And to start out with, he doesn't sound really unhappy. He's talking about how everything is quiet now, and he can't mm. feel the burning heat of the smile anymore. And, and you know, he, he kind of likes it in here. And then you ha- start hearing this roaring noise. And then he says... The smile is in here with me, and it just gets louder and louder, and then there's silence, and then we had like a good 20 seconds of just silence at the end of the episode. Yeah, and that was it. No more ads, no nothing. It just ended. So that was... It just stopped. That was a very Night Valian ending right there. Wah, yeah. Nicely creepy. They don't... For all that Night Vale is kind of consistently creepy, they don't usually go that creepy. <laughs> I was almost expecting the click of a Fidelipat cartridge in the end. I still, oh, me too. I yeah. still want them to do that again sometime, just for the callbacks. Oh, God, yes. But uh, that was it. That was the end of the episode. It's nice. Good trilogy. I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed this very much. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, they're having another live show starting up in 2020, and I think tickets will go on sale fairly shortly. So everyone needs to yeah. check out the Nightville website for those. And I... I need to go to another one. I haven't been one to ages. Yeah, and me neither. And I think there was even one in San Diego that I missed somehow. So I don't really have an excuse. I know there was at least one in Durham that I missed. Yeah, so bad, bad reviewers. Bad fans. Must do better. So um, the only other thing I wanted to talk about this evening was DesignerCon, which we went to yesterday. I am loving the pictures that you're posting on Instagram of all the just random stuff. And somebody, our friend, 
I forget if it was Megan or Jennifer. Sorry, Megan, Jennifer. Somebody chimed in on this on one of our posts. They had seen this kind of fox creature um, with the kitsune mask, mm-hmm. I guess. And it was a samurai. And they said, oh, what's that from? They want to know if it was from this game. And I said, you know, I honestly don't know. Because as much as there is a lot of pop culture references that go on in a lot of these... A ton of the sculptures and figures and toys are just from the minds of the creators. They are not from a movie or a game or a cartoon or whatever. They're just a random thing that they liked and they created. So I don't always know what everything is from. But it's just, I mean, you've got the figures, you have sculptures, you have collages, you have painting and prints and clothing and stickers and pins. And I mean, it's just, it's a, it's pretty amazing. And anything you can imagine any random item from a movie or a story, whatever, there's a chance it could show up somewhere in designer con. Like Elizabeth posted a picture and I was like, Oh, I wonder what the heck's going on with that Thanos glove. It looks like Iron Man's gauntlet. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) They just, and that was over at the sideshow booth. Sideshow had a booth as well, but they didn't have as much of like the traditional sculptures that they usually do at like comic con. A lot of it was just very offbeat and more original stuff than they had before. And that was one. I mean, it was the Infinity Gauntlet, except it was Iron Man's glove. So it's very cool. But we'll have pictures of that on the site um, at time of this recording, hopefully tomorrow, as time this episode comes out a couple days ago. But Stephanie and Jordan were there as well, so we'll have some pictures there. It was, yeah, it was a good year, and it's at the Anaheim Convention Center, so they still have room to grow. They got a lot of space there, and... Car noise. noise. And everybody at DesignerCon still remembers two years ago when the Pasadena Convention Center got so packed, we bought our ticket to go in and had to wait outside for an hour because the fire marshal had kept anybody else from going in because they were at capacity. Wow. Okay, so this thing is super popular. Yeah, it's and it's getting bigger too, but it's um it's still just I mean, I'm just so amazed by all the creativity and the weirdness of stuff that you find. It's very, very cool. Um, only other thing that's going on, we've got a few days left of the Dragonfall November drawing challenge that you and I are working on, getting down to the final stretch. It's been interesting. I feel like I'm learning a lot just from making myself draw something every single day. Seriously, and trying to come up with some interpretation of the prompt that's that you don't think is going to be too trite, so it's very fun. I've got to still continue working on mine. It's a self-portrait one, so it's like, mm, me, self-portrait as a dragon. This will be interesting. Yeah, I'm taking a different interpretation on the self-portrait for that. So it's eh, it's probably a, t- a touch trite. Um, it's an idea that has been done before many, many times, but I've never done it. Awesome. Very good. But I guess there's not a lot going on right now because we kind of blew it out of the water last week for the 200th episode. And now we're back to our schedule where we have no plan. Well, no plan. And as of the time that this episode drops, it's Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Unless you don't celebrate thanksgiving in which case happy thursday yes so um that'll wrap us up for the week so make sure to check out pixelatedgeek.com for all the book reviews the comic book reviews the movie reviews the photo galleries designercon photo gallery as i said and not a lot more coming up because i don't know convention season never really starts but i don't have a convention i'm going to next week you no no nothing coming up yet um probably gonna start gearing up for christmas soon i know nobody wants to talk about that because i get to start on the christmas shopping which i haven't actually started yet on but yes it'll happen yeah so um i'm sure we'll find something in the nerd world to talk about my god there's a lot of traffic noise it's all hopping at your place i have no idea but anyway one way or the other we will talk to everybody in one week talk to y'all later 
moment. Car going by. Cat, go.